Hey folks, just a quick content warning. We talk about depression, anxiety, and body image and body issues in general. Also, because I forgot to mention at the end of the show, I'm going to mention at the top of the show, but check out Sabrina Clark's review of The Last Black Man in San Francisco as part of her This Week in Indie series that we're starting up on AP Marvel. It's uh, it's currently on the Medium website, so check that out. Five years of binge drinking and eating, and whatever off-screen coping method, the, uh, excuse me, whatever off-screen coping methods the God of Thunder used, not only had he packed on weight, but it was also apparent Thor had been suffering from his fair share of mental health issues. Just because he no longer had the body of a god or felt defeated in his downward spiral of anxiety and depression, Thor got to a point where he truly believed he was worthy of little, if anything, at all. So-and-so, I'm going to skip around a little bit. The second Mjolnir hits his hand, a look of relief instantly spreads across his face. Relief that worthiness doesn't come from having washboard abs or that he failed to protect those closest to him. Rather, he realizes it comes from deep within, from the intangibles that piece together the soul of his being. Once that realization materialized, Thor went on to battle the meanest dude in the galaxy, weight and all, and ended up victorious. Those were two short paragraphs from Why Thor's Avengers Endgame Transformation is Important. That was written by Adam Barnhart. You probably recognize that name. He is a friend of the show. He has been on the show before several times. That was for comicbook.com. And we are going to talk about Thor and his mental health. And uh, kind of going back to our Evolution of Thor episode, wrapping up his whole character arc from 4-1 to Endgame. I'm Chris Compendio. This is episode 50, 56. Is this 56? I don't remember what episode number this is. God damn it. Oh, God. Uh, uh, this is episode. I can't. 55 was last week, so this is 56. So uh, by the order of numbers, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, right, Anthony Payone? What's up? Yes. Yeah. Hey. Uh, uh, ooh, ah. uh, hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> just caught you off guard by just introducing you and saying your name. I mean, that's... It's part of my brand. Yes, just <laughs> just being like deer being in headlights. Oaf. Yeah, sure. But uh, not an oaf is our guest today, uh, Kayla Jewett. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are y'all doing? Wonderful. Uh, I just woke up from a nap, and you can definitely tell from that <laughs> reading. So, uh, but you just came back from a vacation, is that right? Yeah, it's like hard to describe it as a vacation because I didn't really like. <laughs> relax at all because huh. I, I did Europe I did a lot of Europe in like two Ooh, and a half weeks right so it was like constant on the Damn. go but yeah but it was good it was a fun it was a fun trip yeah no I mean and it's awesome I don't think vacations had to be exactly f- relaxing I think fun's the more vacay part yeah but, you know I wish they were all relaxing <laughs> yeah yeah no especially you know my vacations with my family never relaxing because my family's there hey <laughs> Um, a uh Speaking of a <laughs> uh there is a lot of Thor humor <laughs> in Avengers Endgame. Uh-huh. Um, Thor humor. Yeah, let's let's do a little recap. And uh, Kayla, you know all about MC recaps. 
if I understand oh, yes, correctly. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you were yeah. um, the snap. Sorry, we're like doing the plug early in the show rather than the, at the end. But That's fine. Uh, yeah, but um, the snap, you, you had a guest on every single episode and you, re- you recapped every single MCU movie before Endgame. Um, a daunting task, I can tell you, because we did our own. Uh, dare I say, really shitty recaps. <laughs> but, like, we did it by phase instead of by movie. Uh, so you're probably all refreshed on these movies, I assume, just from doing Pretty much, yeah, this- yeah. I mean, another one of those things that were very rushed for me and, like, very fast-paced. <laughs> but I did cram in a lot of movies and a lot of, like, discourse and mm-hmm. uh, like about a month and a half before Endgame came out. Right. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty refreshed on all the movies. So. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we already did kind of a four character arc thing on this show. So we're, we're going to do like a brief uh, s- summary, I guess, of uh, the lead up to Endgame. So Thor 1, uh, Kenneth Branagh, tw- uh, 2011. Uh, I don't know if you know about this inside joke of ours, Kayla, but we kind of <laughs> distill it to... What was it, Anthony? It was. Um... Uh, I believe it was me who did it. Uh, we were Someone. in our uh, MCU Stuco class. No, it was that, David McDonald. Uh, Give credit where it's due. But uh, oh, I thought it was. What, I thought I. Phrase? I thought I finished it. Uh, All right, Thor Anthony. Sad, sure. <laughs> uh, Thor. Thor mad. Thor sad. Thor glad. Yes, I was trying to describe what a character arc is to my Marvel uh, college class, and you know, I drew the arc. Like the the literal arc, and I I wrote like the three main things that happened to Thor and these goddamn idiot children just distilled it to Thor mad, <laughs> Thor sad, Thor glad. That's Thor one. <laughs> that's uh, I mean. Yeah. I feel like that's every yeah. Thor movie kind of follows that path, but like as we're talking about today, like Thor sad for yeah. like most. Oh of man, the time. a lot of terrible things happened to Thor. Uh, yeah, he had to fight his brother again in Avengers One, uh, a bit more successfully. He caught him alive at the end, <laughs> rather than like thinking he's. Can we dead. talk about how every other movie his brother dies and he oh, has to deal with that? Yeah, that's like... true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, every oh yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I, f- I forgot he wasn't. He was not in Age of Ultron. So, uh, but yes, he was in every other movie that Thor was in. But that's a that's a real bummer. You hate to see that happen. <laughs> you hate to see you, you hate, hate to see your brother to see die. Your brother die uh, multiple over times. And over. Yeah. yeah, but he was just kind of like in Avengers, like a third of the way into the movie, he tried to murder Steve Rogers, and then um, then he's like, he's 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 a team player. Then he has a little moment where his hammer is not coming to his hand, and then it does, and then he's a badass, and then he, I don't know, he fights the aliens. <laughs> I think Avengers 2, with, when we talk about Thor's stories, that's the first time that he kind of meets all these other superheroes, and he's like, oh shit, maybe I'm not the strongest Avenger, right? Like, when we see him fighting hulk and that's gonna like keep repeating like that's another like internal struggle yeah yeah and i i think he kind of got to a point like he isn't for the say for like one line of dialogue he isn't very egotistical about it he's not like oh i'm i'm the best like i I feel like Mm -hmm. he he treats them as equals for the most part 
but Thor For 2, sure. yeah. Um, the, the Dark World was where he kind of um, kind of came to his own as more of a leader, I think. Like, he, it wasn't really a character arc. I think he was already there from the beginning, but it was just kind of like a demonstration. We just of, never got to see it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, Fair. I mean, in the movie, yeah. we got to see it. I'm saying, like, we never got to see it in previous movies, how he was a leader. Oh, yeah. Okay. I understand what you mean. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, again, team player in Age of Ultron. He's already, um, he's Earthbound now. He is just fighting dudes with, with Steve and Tony and the rest. Like, uh, that whole part where he hits the hammer, in, where he hits the shield with his hammer in Avengers 1 is, like, a team move now, which I think is really cool. Um, and, you know, I, like, speaking of, um, you know, respecting his teammates, I mean, there was that part of the, the party, the party scene, and he has oh, that, right, yeah. that aged, uh, whatever alcoholic drink that was, and he's just, like, casually giving it to Steve, just like, yeah, S- Steve can handle this shit, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a peer of mine, he's an equal, um, Stanley, on the other hand, uh, can't totally wipes out. Can't take his liquor. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he can't take his ancient Asgardian liquor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who, who can really, but I don't know. Thor went in a hot tub, I guess. (laughs) Uh, he had a vision with Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, and then he's like, I gotta do the thing. So he leaves at the end. Um, Back in space with Thor. Yeah. Mm. Back in space, hanging with Thor. (laughs) So this is also, sorry, uh, a thing that I do. So if I start, like, breaking out into song with words, it's just a thing. Sorry. Okay. I mean, Anthony followed up, so I think you're you're amongst good company. (laughs) Well, perfect. just did. Just met him. (laughs) So, Ragnarok, he, that's where shit starts to get bad even it's a funny movie but have you ever thought about how many terrible things happen yes um, terrible things yeah constantly I mean, he had already lost his uh already lost his mother in two uh somewhere in between age of ultron and ragnarok he and jane foster had split uh given that she was like the main reason why he came back to earth at the end of two <laughs> So, it's 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 a strange opening. Like he is searching for the Infinity Stones at the end of Age of Ultron, and then at at the beginning of Ragnarok, he's like, "Yeah, I didn't find them." <laughs> so I'm just here. Yeah, I couldn't find them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Even though they were kind of right under his nose, or they didn't really and like. Also, with Ragnarok, like this is the first time we really, really get the play on like comedic Thor, which. Yeah. Brings up a whole nother topic that I'm sure we're going to get to with Endgame. Um, yeah, sure. So, yeah, it was definitely, like, already at this point at Ragnarok, like, playing on all the, the failures, but making a joke out of it. No, no, no. I think Funny Thor started coming in once he landed on Sakaar. Like, right. I feel like he was funny in moments, but he wasn't, like, purposefully funny. And I, think I don't know. That I mean, opening I scene unintentional- was very Look, very telling of like, like yes. the, the part where he's spinning around on the chain but, like th- this this yeah, just I, opened like, up with like with the with the big gags i feel true but i think part of me wants to say there's like an unintentional like there's more gags in the once he reaches a car because of the fact that like more thor gags because of like the fact that he lost everybody again 
Right, yeah. No, that, that, that's getting into, like, Taika Waititi's, like, Big Trouble in Little China mode that he he's kind of, like, talking about behind the scenes. That the whole idea of just just kind of being a vehicle of comedy and just being thrown into, like, crazy situations and, like, Sakaar is the craziest of the situations. So Yeah, I watched I Big Trouble in Little China the other day to get <laughs> some reference because I never saw it every time we talked about Thor Ragnarok. Um, wow, what a fucking racist movie. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so racist. Oh, God. But I do understand <laughs> what he means by that. Right, uh, right, yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell just is like, I don't know what's going on. What is this? There's magic. What? And then he's just like, uh, he has like a, an Uzi and it's just like shooting ninjas. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. even do anything in the final fight sequence. Sorry, I'm cutting away from. I'm talking about Big Trouble now. Oh God! Oh, it's all good. Okay. I mean, that, that was definitely definitely an important component of that. Um, after that was part of Taika Waititi's pitch to uh, Marvel Studios, but it it this came at a period where filmmakers started to realize that Chris Hemsworth was funny. I think Taika <laughs> specifically referenced Vacation and Ghostbusters. Yeah. Right. I've not seen either of those movies. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Um, he's a very good bad guy in Bad Times at the El Royale, which I must admit is not a movie I particularly enjoyed, but he's very good in yeah. it. Yeah, I heard we about have to go that. on that tangent. I just watched that movie for the first time the other day. Oh yeah, was not. Exp- I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah. I just popped it on on the airplane. Yeah, and I'll, it's interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. He's some was evil, okay. evil shirtless was- hippie. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Also, I saw the trailer for it and I was intrigued and I'm like, ooh, I should keep tabs on this. And then I didn't hear anything about it when it came out. So that means it's probably going to be bad. And there so I didn't were watch it. very good scenes in that movie, but it was not a movie it was like, I overall enjoyed. Yeah, like like the like cinematography of it and all yeah. was really nice, yeah. but like there was really no plot. Or if there was a plot, it was very just, like, jumbled, and I didn't, like, the, the ending wasn't, like, oh, fun. Like, I don't know. It was weird. It was, yeah. it was a movie. It, there was it a was lot of movies Drew like last saying, year. hey, I saw a Tarantino movie once. Here's me trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was that other, that was that hotel movie that had that similar vibe to it in the sense oh, of, like, color palette. Something Artemis, Hotel Artemis or something. Yeah, and I was just like, ooh, I'm intrigued in both of these movies because the trailers came out simultaneously-ish. And I heard no buzz about them, so I was just like, "Well, these movies I was interested in, and now I just gotta wait till I don't know." Sorry to bother you, and then it was great and amazing. So. Mm. <laughs> well, Charlie Day's in that movie, so in, in Hotel Artemis, so I'm gonna watch that regardless. But Thor Ragnarok, funny movie. Terrible things happen. Yes. Uh, his dad dies. <laughs> he finds out that he has a long lost sister who's evil and literally the goddess of death. And she kind of cuts out his eye. Um, then they destroy yeah. the planet. They, they call Asgard a planet, which I'm not okay. Sure. It's more of a plane. Um, it's more of a plane. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, but flat, you know, flat Earth is real. Look yes, flat, the hashtag <laughs> Flat Asgard assas- uh, Society. Excuse me. Um, but <laughs> but the, yeah, Bob is going to be talking about Asgard for years now. But they blow up the planet, and Korg, voiced by Taika Waititi, the goddamn director of the movie, uh, makes a joke, and kind of like taking away from the gravity. Now of it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so if, if there are still foundations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, optimistic ending. Asgard is a people, not a place. Which is, is it optimistic though? Yeah, because uh, there's with a little that end, with that little, end uh, scene. <laughs> there's a little uh, there, sorry, there's a big ship. At the yeah. end. <laughs> you know who these guys are because the opening the opening of Infinity War is uh hey, remember how Asgard's a people? Well, we just killed half the people. <laughs> Psych. Yeah. yeah. Real real bummer. And the whole the whole movie is just Thor is Thor sad, I guess, because Yeah. That for like in the first ten minutes he loses his best friend. He really loses his brother. Mm-hmm. Like for realsies this time. Yeah. And half of his people. And then he's just like floating down into space. Like, <laughs> okay. That was intense. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Hmm. Choose to believe that he just like was just so sad he just chose to keep floating around rather than do anything about it. But uh that's <laughs> Yeah, just, it was that's... just like I'm just gonna stay here. <laughs> that's fine. that's me. Whenever I fail at anything, I'm just floating in space. <laughs> no one, no one bother me. <laughs> uh, but no, he 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 um he meets the guardians, and you know, there's literally a part where he and Peter Quill like trade pain. <laughs> they trade their tragedy stories. Right. Um, he's they like, try to brag about them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's they try to one up you know, each other kind of, on pity parties. Yeah, but it's also kind of like this machismo thing because, like, he like Peter's trying to defend the honor of his woman or something ridiculous like that, and uh, it's it's this very dumb contest. But we we get a little more into the nitty gritty with Rocket. With Rocket trying to I love the- I love that scene too. Yes. Yeah. I think that was the first time like we could like make jokes out of Thor's character and we could talk about everything that has happened to him, but like that's the first time that like he really lays it down and then somebody's actually listening, like, Hey, are you are you good? you know? Yeah. So yeah. I love that scene. I always love and I'm I'm not joking, like I, I always love scenes that are basically therapy <laughs> in mm-hmm. big block blockbuster movies just to remember people just to remind people like yo even like these like giant characters they they go through problems because everyone goes through problems do you know what movie has that a lot toy story 4 <laughs> like oh every other scene is like a therapy session i'm yeah. like oh, fuck yeah. these things are toys maybe i need to go see that movie you yeah, do yeah, I recommend therapy. it yeah uh, yeah you should probably see that movie but Thor story on the other hand. Sorry, I made that joke in the pre-show. It's still not funny, but but <laughs> that's kind of why I didn't mind the part where Rocket gave Thor a new eye, because even though that kind of like does undo something from Ragnarok, it's it's very much this nice character interaction where you know Rocket's basically saying, "Hey, I'm sorry you've like had all of these terrible things happen to you." I obviously can't fix all of them for you, but, like, here's me giving an effort. So, and also I imagine that eye patch must have kept falling off of Chris Hemsworth uh, on set, so, I don't know, practical decision, arguably. But, he's sad, but he's also vengeful. So he crafts this weapon of mass destruction... (laughs) known as Stormbreaker, to to murder a dude who murdered a bunch of his people. 
and he basically he almost succeeds at the end. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, there was some grandstanding. There was the whole "you should have aimed for the head" thing that uh, right. Daniel says, and Thor messes up. I mean, I guess he messes up. Did he like, mess up? It, it, it kind of troubled. It, it troubled me at first that like he was on a vengeful path because I felt that like. You know the the screenwriters Marcus and McFeely were like, and we've talked about this on the show before. Um, they were like, "Vengeance bad in Civil War," and then Infinity War, they're like, "Thor vengeful." So, okay, yeah, we've talked about this before, so we don't really need to draw on it anymore. But th- whatever the case may be, um, Thor feels a sense of failure, whether he agreed he failed or not. Uh, but half the <laughs> universe is dead, so I guess objectively he did fail. Which is where he is at the beginning of Endgame, you know. Infinity War was all hype, like, here's Thor, like, super powerful, you know, the fucking scene where he uh, comes in in Wakanda and the Avengers theme plays and, like... Great scene. Yeah, everyone's cheering in the theater. Um, this a triumphant moment that is uh, kind of undercut by them uh, losing... <laughs> So, right. so after kind of building up Thor to be like this all-powerful figure, the first time you see him is he's like, what well, he has like a sweater on. <laughs> he's like just in normal clothes, um, just eating bread. <laughs> like, right. Everyone's yeah. like, do- like, let me have some bread in a bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's like doing stuff and being active and like planning and talking. Thor is just like, sitting by himself, all quiet. Um, even Rocket, who is not from this place, he's not from Earth, and he's like the the obviously the odd one out. He's he's like an active participant here. Thor is just like Which I think is which I liked a lot because yeah. I love Rocket, but that's a different discussion about Endgame, my love for Rocket being involved on this whole and giant excursion right. on a planet he's never been to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, he's pretty game for, like, the, hey, let's go kick this, this dude's ass in the beginning. Um, he... I feel like he's still kind of on that, like, revenge kick in the beginning. Like, he's, like, still pissed, and he's like, well, I know I fucked up, but let me, let me at least try to make it right this time. He's still, he's still alive. I could still get this, and we could still fix this. Right. So, what happens instead, uh, well, <laughs> okay, so, you got Thanos, he, he's, uh, like, f- fucking two-faced now with his half-burnt body, and he's just, he's just, uh, making himself a meal, you know, Farmer Thanos, and all of a he's sudden- wearing a shirt. Yeah, he's- <laughs> <It's so weird. laughs> Yeah, uh, he might as well have just been, like, wearing a straw hat and, like, sunglasses or something like that. <laughs> Um, vacation Thanos, but okay. Uh, Carol Danvers crashes through the ceiling. <laughs> like it's like she's like a human bullet just smashes into him. I feel like there's like a cartoonish like Roadrunner Willy Coyote like hole in the ground that they make like a crater or something. Um, you know, Rhodey and Carol, they're all like, and, and uh, I guess Bruce and the Hulkbuster, they're all like holding on. They're doing the whole limb thing where they grab onto each of his limbs. And Thor comes in, uses the sharp end of Stormbreaker, and he just fucking cuts his arm cuts off. Cuts his arm off. <laughs> just flops down to the ground. I'm like, motherfucker, you should have done that before, but okay. Um, but yeah, that very sudden. <laughs> I was into that, I guess. 
And then you find out, oh, I used the stones to destroy the stones. It's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, shit. Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it was like he, he basically interrupted Thanos. Uh, Thor chops off his head. Again. Uh, you think that's shock value and... Did you not like it that it was shock value? Because I know you said it was shock value, but I don't know if you yes. didn't like that. I thought it was a bold decision. Because I thought it was fine. I thought it was I... fine. Like, I thought it made sense. I mean, did you expect that? Like, I think that, like, I think that was meant to keep people, I was meant to put people off guard. Which I don't think I expected, like, how sudden it was, but yeah. from, you know, like the whole recap that I did, I kind of had built up like an idea of the way the movie would go. And the fact that they were seeing him so early on, I was like, he, he's going to die. They're going to kill him. Like they can't not kill him. Right. But it was very sudden. And the way that they did it, I was like, Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I always love the trope of late title cards because you know it, it's kind of like a it's kind of a cheap but effective way of like right. like you have the, the title card late just so like everything before that it's like okay yeah you know all that cool stuff in the beginning like that was that was just the beginning we haven't even really started yet like i think they sort of had the title card like after um thor uh walks out of the hut and it's like super sad <laughs> Yeah, uh, like that, some music plays, and yeah. it's like no, no. I thought the title card played as soon as they left the planet. Yes, and that was more like a triumphant moment, like yeah, let's get them. And then they do. I mean, I guess that, I guess that title. Oh, card and then, then they do the cut to five years later. Uh, yeah. Um, right. Eh, I don't know. I'm not gonna backseat direct this movie. <laughs> it's already made, so. No. <laughs> but the, the way Thor says, um, like I think it's Rocket who says, "What did you do?" When. He's like, I went for that. Yeah, and, like, the way he says that is just so, like, there's a sense of... Mirrors what Thor says to Thanos. Well, I mean, yeah, that's literally what it is, but I'm saying, like, emotionally. Emotionally, you could hear it. He was very, he seemed very spacey and very, like, very just, like, I, I did it, I had to do it, I did it, you know? Like, it wasn't very triumphant at all. It felt like it still, like, even though he did it, it didn't do anything, and he knows yeah, that. Yeah, it was empty. Like the revenge was empty. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it there was this what hopelessness to it, do? which I guess why mm-hmm. going straight to five years later, which again meant to catch you off, like meant to keep you off guard and like get gasping the audience. I knew it. I knew it was five years. Did you know it was five years too? Everyone, how did you? If you hadn't been following. It, all you had what? to do was look at the trailers and her hair growth. I was like, there's going to be a time. Okay. Like, with Black Widow's hair. I was like, there's I a time. I told you, Chris. I told there's you. a time jump. There but will exactly be. Exactly five years is what we're saying. Because Anthony I guess guessed five. five to ten. Okay. I guess five to ten. Sure. Dude, Kayla is. Yes. Yes. Look, someone <laughs> who gets me. Someone who right, understands all right, all right, all right, the right. way my dumb <laughs> mind works. I don't. I still don't believe you, Anthony. I think you, I. I'm, I am absolutely <laughs> sure you accidentally saw a spoiler, and then the word five, nope. the number five, just ingrained into your brain and ended up look, in our goddamn predictions podcast. Look, human beings <laughs> like looking at their look. Do do the best thing that they can, and they look at the two things 
that most people were born with, and they noticed, and they were just like, hmm, I only have two options. I can do ten or five. And they pick the five. Wow. All right. One one would have been too short, and it had to have been five. You can't do, what, three and a half years later? Six and seven Four months Four years? That's, that's ridiculous. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. 37 and a half months later. It's like it's <laughs> like someone who says, like, I have a 48-month-year-old child. Um, you mean a 48 <laughs> months later. <laughs> oh, man. Well, five years later. Ugh. So we get a lot of, hey, where are they now? You know? <laughs> and you have to, yeah. it's it's kind of like keeping you on your toes, like, oh, geez, like, everyone, everyone's different now. Like, Tony's got a kid. Um, Hulk is, you know, we we did that whole podcast episode where we talked about what the hell that was, but um, there's that scene where it is, um, first of all, it begins with um, Scott Lang trying to eat his goddamn tacos, and tacos. Yeah, and Hulk, <laughs> Hulk giving Scott two tacos, like when is one uh, a great meme now that people do constantly. Yeah, great, a lot um, of great and... in-game memes. Two, it's and just it was like a fun, really charming <laughs> moment, and like the the like the opening strings of supersonic rocket ship starts playing and it's just like this really pleasant moment that I just like can't help but smile at, um, but then you you start to get a sense of like where they're going, um, they get on the they get on the Benatar, they they land but they still have to drive somewhere and where they're drive where are they driving you pass by a sign that says New Asgard. Um, <laughs> It was funny watching that in the IMAX screening because the the wider aspect ratio, so there was no like reveal. It was just already like New Asgard was there, but you know, IMAX. But yeah, they're like in Norway, and it's like this this like the shore side shore Is side. That, yeah, that's the same place that um the, near it. his dad died, right? Because he said, "Remember yeah. this place." Do you think that I was assume what that was? so? I'm not sure if they yeah. confirmed. That. I was thinking it was like a general Norway. <laughs> Place. It, like it was remember like down this to the place, city. Remember name. Norway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't say a city name in in um in Ragnarok, but remember Ragnarok. these exact coordinates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But Endgame and uh, New Asgard. Uh, I don't remember the name of the city. I think it wasn't shot in Norway. They shot that in Ireland or something like that. But the name of the city, that was the same place where the Tesseract was in Cap 1. So right. there's yeah, still yeah. a little bit of history there. But, you know, everyone in New Asgard, they're all in, like, earthly clothes. Like, you see, you still saw some, like, extraterrestrial-looking dudes in the background. But for the most part, you know, everyone was, like, like fishermen, <laughs> right? Um Let's see. Tessa Thompson. As, I, I, I'm sorry. I, Valkyrie. I don't. I just keep saying Tessa Thompson as a habit. But just Valkyrie, because yeah. Tessa Thompson, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, Tessa Thompson. It's been on on my mind. Uh, always on my mind, <laughs> actually. But you know, she she's always like a, I guess mind. some sort of figurehead there. She she's wearing like fisherman garbs, which right. is like very weird for me to see Tessa Thompson wearing fisherman garbs. Sure. 
And she is like, yeah, uh, the the guy, the big guy doesn't want to see you. Thor doesn't want to see you. Uh, he probably doesn't want to see anyone because he's been kind of a shut-in. Uh, he only comes out when, uh, you know, they, they cut away to, like, f- fucking, like, empty, like a pile of empty kegs of beer. Um, so if you everyone know, just like, oh, no. If you know what beer does to the body. It's the body. It's the overgrown beard and hair it's the mm-hmm. clothes everything right we're getting to the meat and potatoes of yes. this episode yes um rocket and bruce walk in uh his home his residence and the camera's being all wily it's like uh we're, we're gonna we're not gonna show you what this dude looks like uh and then the reveal uh, Anthony, you were there, you were sitting next to me, so you knew how I was, like, feeling during this, but, uh, Kayla, you, you... You heard also me. I also <laughs> made a... This was the first time I ever was just, like, uh, I, like, watching the movie, and I've never had this interaction ever in a Marvel movie, where I was just like, oh, no, this is going to suck. Hmm. <laughs> like, that was, yeah. that was my first... Like, I was like, oh my god, this movie's going to be, like, I'm going, like, there are going to be people who, like, hate this movie, obviously, but they're going to be, I'm going to not like this movie. I ended up still liking the movie, but, uh, (laughs) I, uh, yeah, this, it really was just like, oh no. But, uh. Yeah. When I, I, I was so mixed on it, like, even leaving the theater, I was like, I hate it. I hated it not for the reasons, right? Like I, I mean, obviously they're doing, they're portraying, they're portraying somebody who is going through it, right? But like yeah. the, the immediate like consistent jokes, and I think like the yes. entire time, like me thinking like, okay, is he gonna be fat the whole movie? Are they just gonna use this as like a plot point? You know? Um. Mm-hmm. So uh, like my initial reaction was just kind of like, uh okay maybe in like the next scene he's gonna be better and they're gonna get rid of it and then that'll just be their little laughing point and i was kind of annoyed i was like okay all right are we going are we going the fat route that's fine um which normally i would have not cared about anything like that but the fact of the immediate like jokes and the immediate like fat jokes i was like all right this fucking sucks yeah uh now chris if you want to talk about shock value, that's shock value. Oh, yeah. No, that was one of my examples because yeah. I think uh, – and, y- y- you know, like it, it, I kind of expected that too, Kilo. Like, you know, next scene, he's like – I don't know. It feels he, better and suddenly – Yeah, like, he's like he's doing sit-ups or something like that. It's like, yeah, I just had to set all that and like, like one little go because I'm magic or something like that. And I can't – you know, I, I think I lean more towards the, the – the former, but I, I couldn't tell if it was better or worse that he stayed the same state the entire movie. I think if he had suddenly transformed back, I think that would have made his transformation more into a gag. Right. Like, it's, and that's it, it what was I was yeah. nervous about. Like, I was yeah. waiting for it, and yeah. I was like, damn it, why? Like, it sucks that I'm waiting for it. Like, I should be yeah. paying attention to other things. Yeah. Exactly. Now, like, I only saw this movie once. Yeah, I only saw this movie once. So really? Oh yeah, you're, you're I, I kind of like I, the... yeah, which is weird, which is really weird for me because like 
now I'm excited to see this movie again because it's been so long since I've watched like any scenes that I'm just kind of like, oh, maybe I can go into this movie now and not have to worry about like dealing with the shock a minute after it happens because I can enjoy the other scenes that happen in the rest of the movie. I was kind of like, every time Thor was in a scene, I was just like, oh God. And I was verbally saying like, Jesus, I'm like, oh God. Like, I'm not okay um, with this. It's, I, 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 yeah, Anthony, you saw me like shaking my head the whole, the whole goddamn yep, time. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, I mean, you got mad at Fortnite, so like, I, I was fixated on this. I, yeah, no. Okay, I, Fort- I thought the Fortnite jokes were funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the one contention you and me have this entire it's, episode. For, for, for Anthony, it's a principle of things, I think. See, here's the uh, thing. Not so much. Uh, like, the moments, I will make but... Fortnite memes. I will, I will joke about We played about Fortnite. Fortnite for I months. I will talk about it with my. Co- I play Fortnite for months. This. I will talk about it with my coworkers. The idea is that this was. Like, now Fortnite has become instilled. It is now eternally within this piece of media that is going to make the most money in the history of movies ever. They should have had And that's what bothers me. That would have made it better. (laughs) I I am just... just, uh, Yeah, when I saw that scene, I was just like... That was what... I was trying to find something to distract me from Fat Thor, and that was what was distracting me, was the concept of Fortnite being this game. New Master 69, everything about it was just, why? 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 Five years later. Um, but... People... Were people laughing at our, in our theater, Anthony? Um, I would say about half, but I was also more like, ah! So I couldn't really... I wasn't really... I knew people laughed, but I was not gauging whether it was a loud laugh or a, uh, like, a half of the people were laughing and other half were just like, oh, okay. Yeah. My theater was very vocal, like, the entire time, which I actually do like that. Like, when you go to, go to see a movie the first night of opening, everybody's just as hyped as you are, so they're going to be, like, vocal. But my theater was, like hitting those laughs and i just remember like looking at my girlfriend and like turning and be like yikes like any fat joke i would be like Ugh. Ugh. yeah and everybody yeah. was laughing yeah. and it was just yeah. yeah sitting next to my dad the second time i saw it you know he was cracking up especially he was like oh i knew it was gonna happen because i saw all the empty beer and i was like yeah i mean it's kind of funny but also mm-hmm. so i felt like mm-hmm. little kids and like Gen X and Boomer adults were were into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we talk about Gen Yers, millennials, ta- and uh... should we talk about like I feel like to an audience to our audience, most of us would understand it. I mean, the three of us understand why it's bad, but should we explain why it's bad to people listening? Yeah, I mean, like um, in a devil's advocate kind of way i guess um it, like for I mean, people it's just who... fat jokes it sucks it's like fat shaming and yeah. i again and, and we're gonna get to it when we talk about the impact of the character being this way throughout the entire film but i think if it would have just been like one or two jokes like i could expect it from certain characters because you, you're not just gonna like not react to that they're gonna say something but if it wasn't like continuously just hit 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 throughout the like that was just that was the comedy of the film was to knock on him and it it sucks it's fat shaming it's it's lame you don't have to talk to people like that but yeah, yeah. 
I feel like body positivity has been a... I was going to say movement. I'm going to say more of an idea that I think has kind of um, grown and progressed in recent times. And um, it, it just felt... Watching this just felt beneath the MCU. It felt cheap. It felt like an, a really easy thing to do. And that's, you know, like, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, like, the fat shaming bothered me more, but it was just like, this is just, like, not a, this is, like, creatively just, like, a, um, a lazy decision to me. Um, granted, you know, um, I, I was, like, very, like, vocal about it when the movie first came out. I was like, yo, if you, like you know, just just a little content warning for y'all if you haven't seen Endgame yet, but, like, there there is some, like, body shaming, uh, straight-up body shaming in this movie. The only thing that I came out feeling positive about was I feel that fans um, of, you know, of, like, a certain body type, let's say, would happily reclaim that image and... You know, especially for uh, especially for cosplayers, I feel. Oh yeah. Um, I think a lot of people can kind of make that into a positive force. Uh, it's it's already like if you if you I, I was checking back at like um, you know, comicbook.com's coverage because like of, of Adam's um little piece, but you know they did a little piece where they showed a bunch of cons where people are already cosplaying as quote unquote fat Thor, and like that's that's I think that's cool to see like. You know, like, there's this kind of, um, this unfair bar that, like, oh, you, you gotta be ripped if you want to look like these superheroes. And, like, you know, to have someone who's, um, a different body type, um, you know, granted, I, I'm pretty sure it was just Chris Hemsworth in a fat suit. Um, it was, and some that, CGI. Yeah, but that, that must have, um, that must have been nice for a, a large number of people. Yeah. And that's what, like, after I sat on the idea, I I appreciated it more, right? Like, because it is showing you full on, like, Thor is going through it. He's going through some stuff. It's showing you the message, right, of, like, what depression can, can do to a person. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, after, like, seeing it again, I appreciate it more because I wasn't thinking the entire time, like, oh, he's going to use his powers and suddenly be ripped again and that was just gonna be a gag and it wasn't and that's why i did appreciate it the second time around because i was like okay people can look at this and people can relate to this and um i can relate to this and it's it's a real story and i love that but i think just the thing that bugged me that was so cheap about it was all the jokes and i'm gonna still be mad about it i can like i said i can understand a few characters poking fun Right. They haven't seen Thor in a while and they see him and this is the first time they see him, whatever. But it was just like consistent. And that's the one Mm -hmm. big gripe that I still have about it. Um, But it did. Like I said, the second time around, I saw it and I I appreciated it. And and yeah. So, yeah, I think the two the two gags that people hone in on was um, Frigga. Um, saying, like, an eat a salad or whatever, which is a very, right. very standard, like, fat joke. And, yeah, and not only I that, was, but, like, from like, his oh. mother. Like, yeah. come on. Do you know how many people have to deal with that shit from their parents? Like, All that the was time, yeah. yeah. 
yes, my mother is especially <laughs> that's so sad to me. But I'm not. I'm not even like. I'm not even like that big. And my dad says like, "Oh, you gotta stop doing this. You gotta do this." I'm like, "Don't tell me what to fucking do. I'm constantly depressed." My mom just pauses, looks at me, and then like pokes at my belly. That's Chris. You're does. not even like, like I don't like. It, it's like demeaning for like like people have like an unfair. Uh, image of what their body looks like and it's like i mean i could keep going into it but it's like awful my parents are fitness nuts now it's, it's everyone's <laughs> fine everyone's fine everyone yeah. is okay um second joke was Rody his uh cheese whiz uh little gag um and that was that was really like a really serious moment too you know when like thor is like i feel like he's on the verge of tears like trying to prove himself like hey i, I can i can do the snap you know, uh, do you know what's running through my body right now? And, like, Rody just kind of like, oh, you're fat. Ah, uh, but, you know. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you know, you know, was it, um, was the humor based on his, his weight? Was it based on, because, you know, like, he had a look. <laughs> um, right. Tony Stark straight up called him Lebowski, which opens yeah. up a whole other Pandora's box because Jeff Bridges was already in the MCU, but. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> What is going on here? <laughs> Jeff Bridges was in the first MCU movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Yeah, and that was uh, Iron Man. That was Tony's movie, and he makes... Okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm wow. sure he joked about that with Obi. He's like, I you look like the guy from the movie. But, you know, go me speculate. But, um, you know, he's, like, asleep during this all-important meeting. He is... Um, messily recapping the, the events of the Dark World. Possibly messier than our recap of the Dark World at AP Marvel. But, you know, it, it's... It's also making light the fact that he is totally... He's depressed! Like, I, I wasn't trying to fit, figure yeah. out a different word for it, but, like, it is, um... It is, um fairly obvious that he has gone through so much tragedy and this is like what he has become from that yeah yeah my uh my friend uh one of my friends i'm not gonna name his name but uh <laughs> i've mentioned his name before i mean i don't know if he wants to hear his name in this um but like he you know who you are like he's he said unpopular take fat thor really resonated me resonated with me i read the joke as oh no thor is going through a really tragic crisis of identity and can't break out in his body as a casualty which is poignant and at the very least relatable i guess i uh i guess i would have just i just would have hated it if the thing was thor had let himself go and has a matted beard but he's still swole as fuck that would have been a really shitty version of hollywood homely to me whereas falling into a despair pit and getting fat is pretty much my mo so, you're reading that verbatim that's from, uh... That was that was a, a message thread with me, and right? So, so I mean, like that's me the past three and a half months. So, right, right. I guess. So yes, um, I think you have to kind of get a little deeper in because what are the implications here? Because he's depressed and he gains weight. Do those things have to be? Do those things have to be put together? Does one have to lead to the other? Does being larger mean that you are depressed? Does being depressed mean you have to become large? Does, is being depressed bad? Is being fat bad? 
you know, like those are the those are the like the real questions I feel like when you mm-hmm. kind of um um get this down to like the barest of bones, you know, like ultimately is is being um is gaining weight inherently a negative thing to happen and you know i'm not asking either of you to speak from your experience because that's like a very touchy subject for a lot of people but um i mean what what say you i guess i mean that's yeah no i mean that's that's the that's where it gets tricky with like you're all these questions of like well if you're saying one thing and then you're saying the other and i think in the movie they they add on so many like he's drinking a lot he thor's always been like a a nordic character that's drinking beer but i think playing on the like not only is he depressed and going through all these things he's drinking a lot and all these things like lead up to it he's playing video games all the time like it's just like throwing out all these things and and i don't know i don't know how to decide if it's a if what they're trying to say and I feel like it's kind of, you have to take it whatever way you want to take it. If you want to take it as now Thor, like, quote, fat Thor, right? Is like you're, is somebody that you're going to relate to and look up to now. Like, that's good for you. And you're going to see it the way that you want to see it. Like, I still have some issues with the way that they, they portrayed a, a larger character on screen and made it come out to be like a bad thing. And yes, I think it's important to talk about depression and it's important to talk about, the issues i mean they've done it before with iron man and um i don't know i think again it just all leads down to the fat shaming and the fat message like every time that i watch it and i want to i want to experience like i want to mm, i don't know how to say this i want to be thankful and i i am grateful for what they did for people who relate to this character but to me it just feels like like a knife, like, like, it just like keeps hitting me with like the five jokes. And that sucks for me. Like I've always dealt with depression and like weight issues. So seeing that as like a plot point was like really shitty for a movie that like I was really hyped to go see. Right. Um, But that's just like my take on it. I guess it's, it's, it's to you how you want to see it. Cause I have so many friends and so many guy friends, especially who have messaged me about like wanting to cosplay and stuff about like, do the Lebowski like Thor mashup. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy that you finally have a character in the MCU that you feel like you actually relate to and look at. Like, I, I love that. And I'm happy for people who are finally having somebody to relate to, but I do still, I personally still have issues with the way that they interpreted it. And then the way that they push that at us. So you wish it was on better terms. Yeah, and not even that much. Uh, again, the jokes were cheap. They they didn't have to keep pushing it at me because I just kept getting more mad. I was like, God, like this sucks. Like I feel like this sucks. This sucks. You know, whatever. I mean, what would have been what would have been better terms? I guess is what I'm asking. Like how how um, would this movie have handled this better? Again, Devil's Advocate d- didn't prompt it. I I mean, like there's probably ways to show it as not a joke but you'd have to build up to it in a way that's you can't come into it with the shock value right because the it's, shock they, is from the from the shock value they wanted to play it off as a joke no matter how they were going to build up to it and say he's depressed and we're making a statement like you used it as bait and you used it as shock value and that's what made me feel negatively about it yeah 
and I think the the shock the the effects of the shock value and the consistent joking of it rode throughout the movie. And I think it's kind of telling that um, you know what we as audiences perceive to be humorous. That I feel that if they had you know Fat Thor in the movie, and they took away a lot of the verbal gags. I feel like it would have still been perceived as a joke and people still would have laughed because I think that's just still where we're at. Yeah, which, is, for which sure. sucks as a people, <laughs> but and there might have been ways to portray it in a sense of like in a in uh like uh such a significant shock of how much weight he has gained. There's a way to show like someone has gained weight and is not like like, like, ha ha ha! He looks like Santa now. It's more of like he's just bigger. Yeah, I mean, like they 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 had him shirtless in the first scene, to yeah. to to see his belly, you know, um, like that is that is a movie saying he's rock bottom right now. He's mm-hmm. like in a he's in a like a dark little cottage and like. Like, but why does the the weight have to be rock bottom? Right, like I exactly. get that yeah. the 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 mental like the turmoil mm-hmm. that he's going through that could be rock bottom to him. But why does the the shock value has to be like oh look at this buff guy he's now larger now like that's rock bottom like right, like that right. to me is just like a cheap shot. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they could have done um, because when he transforms into like battle mode Thor. Um, you know, he summons Mjolnir and Stormbreaker and he gets his armor on. Suddenly all of his long hair is like all braided and he has this very like Viking-esque look to him. And it was very I thought that was a very cool That like... was cool. And again, I'm thrilled that they weren't just like, Oh, he's not large anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. That was what they like I said, I was looking towards that the entire time and that's what really yeah. made me more angry. But yeah, like... that looked was nice mighty thor he, he looks like and um I, I wonder if they could have um verbalized if they could have added any dialogue that like helped to help with that whole idea of like reclaiming his his weight you know like like not now making it into a negative thing and you know I, I guess you know show don't tell um but at the same time i don't know he was still kind of like a dorky Lebowski-esque dude at the end of the movie. Um, yeah, with the, the conversation between him and Quill. Yeah. Uh, before we get there, let me let me read this uh, Vulture interview, uh, this Vulture piece, where uh, they are interviewing Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Um, and that, let me just read this verbatim. Y'all can respond to this. Um, uh, Marcus says, Well, we were discussing, after this five-year jump, what is the evolution for each character? And Thor had been on a mission of vengeance in the last movie, so he couldn't put him on that. What is the end result of a guy who has lost so much and just blatantly failed? We wondered, okay, well, what if he does become some uh, a sort of depressive alcoholic? And the weight game was just part and parcel of that state of mind. We didn't go like, let's chunk him up, it'll be hilarious, and we leave him in that state at the end of the movie. Even though he's uh, emotionally resolved, we fix his problem, and it's not his weight. I know some people are sensitive about some of the humor that comes from it, which I understand. 
But our issue we, that we want him to deal with with his emotional state that his mom addresses. And I think he is the ideal Thor at the end of the mo- of the movie, and he's carrying some weight. So and so, the questioner asked, "That's an interesting point. People are uh, getting upset about it being fat phobic, but I suppose at the end he's a larger man, and the weight is not the problem." Uh, Marcus says, "No, and I have to say we're all used to Chris Hemsworth, um, the in effect living god. But when he came on with, with with the prosthetic on, it wasn't so much. Oh my god, what a silly fat man! It was. He kind of looks like me when I take my shirt off." Laughs. Thor becomes human for the first time. Stephen uh, McFeely says, I took a bunch of people to the movies and I had a friend. She came up to me and she said, I didn't think you can make Thor more attractive. She was all in for heavy Thor. So, it's funny because I hadn't read this quote in a while. So, like, it was interesting how they addressed stuff exactly like, that like, part we of talked me, about just now. Part of me <laughs> wants to know. Part of me wants to know if we all saw this movie... One, like each of us in a room with no one else, just us. Would we have gone ooh at the scene still? <laughs> Wait, what's yeah. that noise? We still have like kind of like ooh, gross. Like, why did they make the why are they making fun of this? Why are you making fun of like fat? Yeah, food? I would. Okay, mm. yeah. All like right. I, well, uh, like I said, my, my movie theater was like laughing and I was looking at my girlfriend like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was, no. I was angry about it. No, I, I get, yeah. No, I'm saying, uh, would, uh, would the same reaction, would there be less of an anger throughout the movie about it if it was just an individual, if it was just you watching it and not other people forcing the laughter in the room? No, I think I would still be annoyed because personally, like, mm-hmm. it, it bugged me. And like I said, like, it was something that I kept, like, every time it came up and I was kind of waiting for that moment. Um, so it just bugged me in particular because I've always dealt with like weight issues and like people being like fat phobic. And so that like the entire plot of it was, was irritating to me. So, so yeah. That makes and sense. I, you know, I, I remember a lot of reactions from the audience, but for some reason, Anthony, when I'm thinking back to our screening, I felt like I was in like a glass box during that moment because I don't remember how people were reacting i can only think about like what i was what was going through my mind so yeah, in a way i, I yeah. felt like i was watching that in a vacuum because like it felt like i was in a vacuum i was like just honing in on the movie and be like what they're they're doing this like what so that that marcus mcfeely quote i feel like if i were to only read that quote and not actually watch the movie be like okay these guys know what they're doing but the optics does not match up with what it's they just said. Joint, it's disjointed from the comment. The their their statement is disjointed from how, like, what they were thinking of writing, or what they perceived to write versus what was actually portrayed is very different. It could very well be right. a Russo brothers thing. It could be an editing thing, but like, I feel like they said some of the right like. Again, literally, they were saying some things we were just saying, like in terms of like making it a gag. Um, but I, the, the, the final product does not seem to totally match that if you ask me and some hmm. people may disagree, you know, um, and no, I, no, I agree with you, Chris opinions, but, and, and like, I'm sorry, but like that last little take of my friend came up to me and said, I didn't think you could make Thor more attractive. She was all in for heavy Thor. Like, right. 
Like, why do you got to throw that into your interview? To, like, yeah. Yeah. I like, don't that know. Was, like, that comment, like, made me roll my eyes. I was like, okay. Whatever. That was a strange coda to that. Like, I can just yeah. imagine, like, two of them sitting and, like, the other guy, and then, like, you know, Marcus is like, don't, stop, stop right there. Now, that's it. That's all we're going to say about that. But, <laughs> um, huh. <laughs> huh. The 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 post's release press tour was perhaps one of the more fascinating things I've seen from like both the Russos and Marcus McFeely because them trying to explain everything and like adding more to the the lore and the the subtext and the overtones and the undertones um, made the movie a little more muddled. I feel so. Yeah. Endgame is just, it's already a complicated movie, and it's just even more complicated now, and this is like, like, how, how many minutes of the movie, of a three-hour movie, do you think they, they devote to Thor's arc of Endgame? Um, Ten minutes total. Fifteen. Honestly, it's, like, I feel like that scene with his like with his with his mom like is the only time we get the arc we, we meet him we see we see where he's at and then you know all the fun and jokes and then we meet his mom gets his hammer back he's still worthy and that's it that's the he's worthy and then they go on the fight <laughs> like that's it right i mean we do you know we see him and where he where eventually he's gonna go right like at the end of the movie with the guardians and that like leaves us to what's gonna happen in the future right but i i don't yeah. really know if that's like part of his of the arc that we've seen so far and where this like movie like played right played out, but... so i i think we have to hone in more on the conversation with with frigga because it was that message that led him to I guess, like, um, what the f sorry, what's the word when you, like, like, stop being a monarch when you, oh, you abdicate, <laughs> abdicate the throne. <laughs> yes, I know abdicate, words, but yeah. he, <laughs> like, what, what to you was, like, the heart of that conversation, you know, what was, like, the message that she was trying to convey to him? And I mainly asked this because I kind of forget. <laughs> like a walk back of Ragnarok, because, like, it's the same message of like you don't need you you are you like you are strong because of you it's not about it's not about a hammer and it's not about the looks and it's just about you being you right like i think that was like the same walk back of ragnarok right when you want, yeah be who you think you should be not no 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 no, no. the opposite of that <laughs> be who you are, not who you think you should be, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Well, and I guess what he feels he should be is like an adventurer. I question if... <laughs> because if, if we're going to sum up the entire arc from, like, all of the movies, for one, he's, like, all down for being king. You know, they're thinking that opening scene where he is, like, he's got the helmet on for, like, the only time in the entire franchise. And he's, like, he's cheering, he's, like, he's, like, reveling in all of the, all the glory and all the what have you. And, you know, he's, he's pissed off, not really so much because of the Frost Giants, um, you know, attacking, but more so because his coronation got interrupted, I guess. Right, yeah. 
And he never really goes back to that. Like, he, he goes through his whole arc in Thor 1. Um, there's no mention of, like, him wanting to be king in Avengers 1. For 2, he straight up declines the throne at the end. Whether it was solely because of Natalie Portman or if there were, like, other things behind that decision. Um, I don't know. I think he, I think he was just lovesick, but... <laughs> Regardless, you know, maybe he was just maybe he felt like he wasn't strong enough. Hmm. Like if he was hmm. able to succumb to his own depression, maybe that's too. where he felt like he wouldn't be a good ruler. Hmm. I, I also get depressed when I realize that I'm too far away from Natalie Portman to kiss her. But um, <laughs> well, yeah. So none of that comes up in Age of Ultron. He's just again team player, but he does have this sense of responsibility for this Infinity Stone nonsense that's going on. Um, he feels like he is a a guardian of sorts, let's say. Um, and Ragnarok, he is again pretty hands off from all the Asgardian stuff going on. He does make a visit to drop off. What's his face? Uh, what's the fire dude's name again? Um, Surtur. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the eyebrow. And he becomes king reluctantly, right? Am I what I, did I read that right? Like No, I think I think I think he never like again, he never wanted to he did want to be king. Let's take that back. He did want to be king, but I think towards after Thor one, he was he just wanted to be a protector of right. people and not necessarily hold that king but yeah i think it was very much reluctantly he was kind of forced into that position yeah but he was going to do it because that was his people it's very much like the end of toy story 4 <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so compare the um first scene with adults the events thor of and... thor to the end of toy story so we got woody i'm, I'm yes done yes um... <laughs> the bit is over um, I was trying to think of more ways to extend that, but I'm not going to. Nope. But in uh, nope. Thor one, gonna... Thor one, um, again, he's got the helmet on. He's got the hammer. He's like, yeah. He's like about to be like, you know, coronated. And the end of Thor Ragnarok. The interesting part about the end of that movie is that. You know how, like, every Thor movie has, like, a different music theme because they keep changing composers? They brought back the Thor 1 theme at the end of Ragnarok. While Interesting. He's walking... I never picked that up. Yeah. Um, it was, like, re- it was like a rearrangement of it, but it was the same um, kind of triumphant um, uh, anthem from Thor 1, uh, the Patrick Doyle score. And Thor is, like, walking up to the, the makeshift throne um, at the front of the ship. And he's just he's just walking there like a normal dude. Like he he's a little humbled, and he sits down. He's like trying to get comfy, and he turns around at all the people, his people, and he does like an awkward little wave, <laughs> <laughs> which is like funny and like you know adorable, but very different from Thor one about to be king. So, what an interesting metaphor too that like most kings and most thrones you see are in front like you're looking almost like you're performing you have an audience yeah. but the fact that they had the opposite he's oh, like yeah. actually leading and everybody's behind him oh yeah, yeah, yeah. never yeah. thought about that 
Yeah, I was more like, oh, it's like a Star Trek captain's chair, the bridge or something. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's that I I buy totally. But um, I mean, that doesn't last very long. Oh yeah, they right? all fucking die. <laughs> so, so I guess he said, yeah, I guess he has a feeling of failure as a king. Like, does that play into his decision to abdicate to Valkyrie at the end? Yeah. Does he feel like he's not good enough? Or does it... Because I I don't like that idea. I kind of want the only reason to be that he never wanted in the first place. I I think that, like, to me, the way that Ibar perceived it is that the character we see in Thor 1 is completely different character from what we see in any other movie. And I think right. that... Thor one, very arrogant, wants the throne just because he wants the power. But then when he finally is able to get his powers back at the end of the movie, he finally is worthy again. I think from that point on, he realizes that there's another purpose, that he has to just be a protector of people and he has to go off and do his own thing and be a protector. And that's what he's done in every single movie since. So I think that like, I don't think that he wants to be king. I don't think that. And then maybe it does have to do with all of the like PTSD and everything that he's going through. And maybe it's because he's gone through this like cycle, right. Of like mm -hmm. getting the throne again and then something happening. And maybe that's the reason he's like, you got this. I am going to go off to be my own person. But, um, but yeah, I, I would like to think that he doesn't want the throne. Anthony, you agree? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it's been leading to. It's kind of been a, like, this is what I've always wanted. I I kind of don't have the time to get it. And then when it happens, he just doesn't feel it. Like, he wants to protect them. But he doesn't yeah. feel like, you know, maybe he's just not... Not that he's not... Maybe he's not that he's not good enough, but maybe that there are people that are more worthy of that. I'm more worthy of worthy is helping an interesting people. word. <laughs> yeah, I'm more worthy of helping other people in the sense. I mean, like, I would say it's kind of like. I mean, I I know I may put it off as a joke, but it's very similar to what happens in uh, Toy Story Four. Like, I'm like not even memeing at that point. Like, I'm right, not. I'm right. like I'm dead I serious. You. I get you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think Kayla saw that movie, so I don't think I want to spoil the Toy Story yeah, for, sorry, for Kayla, our listeners. But, but um, it's fine. Um, I will probably end up going to see that. Movie. Yeah, Woody ends up abdicating so. the throne of King Toy to <laughs> uh, to Jesse at the end. But um, no. Okay. Um, so yeah, T Tessa Thompson is a queen, so let's just give her that. Very much. The the interesting part is that okay, like maybe he doesn't want to be a leader, but. Right when he goes on the Benatar, he's already butting heads with Peter Quill about who's the leader. So I feel like there's still... I think still... that's more of a... Yeah. Is, is that more of a I personal thing? I think it's more thing? of a gag. Okay. Yeah, like yeah a but I hate that. I think that's a gag. I hate it the way that we gag. saw them last yeah. on Infinity, in Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a throwback, but... I think it's, like, perfect, too, because... I mean, it was good for us to see this character this like comedic character can still go through all this shit and it's that you know it's what people always say like check on your happiest funniest friends because they're probably going through some shit and i think that was what 
this whole moment was for this character because we know Thor now of this like funny dude. He he is the the comedy in these films, but um, playing it off at the end and being like, "Up, oh, the Guardians is exactly where he's meant to be," and that's like the perfect spot for him. So yeah, right, especially with Rocket. You know, we talked about Rocket and Thor in Infinity War. We kind of missed the scene with Rocket and Thor in Asgard, in proper Asgard, when Thor has a panic attack. And oh, again, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, he does. it's played as a joke because, you know, Rocket slaps him in the face, which is like a very cliched movie joke to do. Um, and Rocket's kind of like, hey, you lost people, I lost people, but we might be able to save my people, so I get over it, dude. Not the most supportive thing, but, like, the fact that, like, Thor had an emotional support friend, <laughs> uh, I guess. Because it was very it was very specific with how the writers, not so much the character, the writers chose Hulk and Rocket to retrieve Thor. Um, because they're the ones who have, like, gone through the most nonsense with him, I guess. Yeah. So now, Thor's with the Guardians. Um, you know, we can debate all day if that's going to be Guardians 3 or Thor 4, <laughs> but I don't think that really matters. That I mean, you know, that'll be interesting to see what happens from that, but... I mean, if, if Thor hung out with the Guardians, that would be interesting to see how James Gunn takes that. Right, yeah. Um, so, I don't know, what are you expecting from that? I mean, not not so much of, like, what what movie are they going to make, but, like, what kind of, um... Mm, I guess at the end it is that question though because you know there's they um I'm sure they I'm sure someone has plans right now on what to do with those specific characters. I don't know if Thor is already in James Gunn's Guardian Three script because that is already written. Um, there has been talks of Thor for, but that has not been greenlit. So, I don't know. What do you want to see? I guess is my my real question then. I'm really curious if we're going to get a large Thor again. Hmm. Like, that's my number one thing. Are they going to still use that as a gag? Or is this, like, really something that, like, he's going to stick with and show that, <laughs> right. like, you can well, be here's the thing. Person? Well, here's the thing. It's either James Gunn or it's Taika Waititi. And if one of them doesn't keep, uh, uh, you know, big Thor, then that means that one of them is... <laughs> fucks up. I so. yeah, Kayla, like you, you, you've you like um, expressed a sort of like you're bracing yourself for the moment where he turns back to normal and it's like okay, that whole thing was just a gag, and it's almost like you're still kind of feeling that yeah. because like and it, it, it sucks. <laughs> but l- listen, if the the commentary that Marcus and McFeely had right, like if the commentary of that. He's carrying some weight, and that's just that's just how he's he is, and that's what and it has nothing to do with him or the weight. It just had to do with the things that he was dealing with. Well, are you going to continue that forward? Are you going to continue it to make him normalize this like it should be, or is it just going to be that plot point of Endgame, right? And I think right. that's like what I am concerned with for yeah. the future. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Imagine being those writers and being like, okay, we just made this multi-billion dollar movie. We made all these huge character decisions. And you know what? What happens next is not up to us. Hot potato. Like, 
I mean, that's like, literally what they did with the time travel. Yeah, it's like, God damn it, you people. Like, you have to, like, leave it to other people to be like, what What do I do now? You know, and like... Um, eh, that's kind of how society works, you know? I no mean, one ever really <laughs> finishes anything. Yeah, you kind of uh, just kind of have to be like, oh, yeah, I, I did something. You, you do it. You take it next. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I... Go back all the way to uh Tom to Tom Sawyer and uh, Huckleberry Finn. No, um, no, don't. Um, but you know the MCU is always like that. But I think the end. I think Endgame was kind of extreme <laughs> example of that. So, hmm, should it should be interesting to see the. Di- I, I'm I'm interested in like logistics, like who was the leading man because you know. Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth are both leading men, and um, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. It's it's a really weird decision that I did not expect. But they straight up said as Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a very like fan theory thing to say. So I can't imagine that people. I can imagine that people were just like flipping out <laughs> when Thor straight up said that in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at these cosplay photos of people as fat thor and i don't know it people look really psyched you know um i'm sort of glad that did you see that video of chris hemsworth on set and he's singing hurt yes <laughs> or hurt I did. yeah um well i think I um a moment for me that i really did enjoy is the i am worthy part it made me feel good that's Do you buy the Russo saying that Cap was always worthy? And no. Just being no. nice. No. No. I don't think Cap was fully worthy. I think he had to earn it, and I think that was something with the. I think that was something that happened over the course of Civil War and over the course of the other movies where he became worthy. Yeah. It was Civil War for sure. I think. I think people have said this before, but the burden of him being worthy, but not believing that he was worthy and having that like guilt on him. That's I think that's where like where I'm going with that. Yeah, I I just thought it was a just a gag. <laughs> like, again, just a gag, like an Age of Ultron and Joss Whedon gag where it's like, oh, maybe because like Steve's a very like morally pure person. But, you know. Like that that whole movie was like they they mentioned in that in Age in excuse me Age of Ultron, in the the wood chopping scene. Um, Tony's like I don't trust anyone who doesn't have a dark side and like implying that like yo Cap has some baggage he's just not very open with it. So when, like self contained, that's what I felt Joss Whedon was intending. And it's weird, you know, again, it's the MCU, it's like filmmakers riffing off of each other, which is a cool thing for the most part, but when you're retconning stuff from other people's movies, that's where I think stuff gets weird. And I have, like, had my fair share of criticism towards Joss Whedon on this show, <laughs> there are hours of it, but for the Russos <laughs> to say, like, oh yeah, this is, this is what was going on, like... I don't know, guys. I think it's in, it, disingenuous. Yeah. Stay on your lane, Russo's. <laughs> Anything else about Maybe Thor they... overall? Like, not just Endgame, but Thor, MCU? Um, I, I know a lot. Like, actually, I feel like this is pretty 
I've had people have gripes with Ragnarok and the the way that they've taken Thor as a character, but I am thrilled that he is is becoming like a good funny character because I think that most people would agree that Thor one and two are very bland movies. Um, Like we, we know that you're going to get a superhero that's going to be big and buff and are like, I'm an arrogant superhero and I have powers. Like we've seen it so many times and it's just, it's overplayed. (laughs) Let's do something fun with it. And I think Chris Hemsworth does a really good job with making Thor fun again. And I hope they continue that. So I think that the guardians is a good place for him right now and nervous for the future, but ultimately optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was very 50, 50. (laughs) Yeah. I I understand people's gripes, you know. I think I, I I think it's valid to say that like maybe Infinity War did undo parts of Ragnarok because you know he 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 loses a weapon, learns that he's like you know it's it's really the power inside me. It's not the weapon, but then he gets a new weapon, um, and you know he lost an eye and he looks more like Odin now. But hey, now he has another eye. So and so, um, and then even from Infinity War to Endgame, like okay, Thor's a badass now. No, he's you know, depressed. You know, for black. Sorry for using the term, but he's a slob. You know, like that's how he's that's how he's mm-hmm. depicted. You know, um, so it's really just like total whiplash, movie to movie to movie, and I don't think it's like the most um, technically well crafted arc think there's definitely a lot of issues with it but i don't feel that i don't feel the same level of resentment i guess you know like like, again like that was me defending like you heard me defend rocket giving thor a new eye i thought that was like a meaningful uh it, it was a meaningful moment that made more sense for an ensemble movie than a standalone movie mm-hmm uh, but, you know, it served that particular ensemble movie pretty well, I think, because it was a moment for both Thor and Rocket. And, you know, I I don't think, um, I don't really clutch to Ragnarok that much because of how light it made a lot of the weighty uh, developments, i.e., Anthony Hopkins, like, sorry, not Anthony, uh, Odin dying, I didn't want to put Anthony Hopkins, that's true, Anthony Hopkins is dead, he's still alive, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Hopkins is great. Yes. Well, not with us right now. He's, 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 he's yes, he, he's, well, he's, actually, he's with me. And so <laughs> our next me. guest is... He's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> he's in Pittsburgh sure. in my apartment. What? Nice. Oh, okay, I thought, I thought he was actually in Pittsburgh. He, he's in Pittsburgh, sure, you'll move no, um, but... <sighs> Where the hell was I going with that before I like <laughs> interrupted myself? But I, I I understand the gripes and I forgive a lot of it because you know it, it's it's not that the Ragnarok developments were not that precious to me. You know I know everyone was like they undid what Taika did, but like Taika didn't write the movie. You know he in fact improved most of the dialogue in the movie, 
and he was just like working off a screenplay and like i think he did a pretty good job doing that yeah and i don't think taika is very precious with those plot developments because like he's yeah say what you will maybe it's just like corporate culture and like taika has to like smile at everything that marvel does but like Yo, he was he was like just chilling on the end game set in a mocap suit, you know? Like he <laughs> he seemed pretty game with like everything Endgame was doing. So like I'm sure he Like, you know, Taika is a is a fantastic filmmaking artist. But I don't think he has that much stake in the actual larger MCU story. I think he's like the way he described it was like Marvel invited me to have a party. I came there. We had some fun. I did my own thing. You know, that's how... That's the sense I get from him, from his interviews. That's not to invalidate people who are still mad <laughs> about all the changes, <laughs> but that is just kind of my my take on it. Because, you know, we care about these characters. I think it's really cool that people are very invested in Thor now, which you cannot say earlier you know i feel like thor was kind of like the least favorite avenger in like the first two avengers movies uh mm -hmm, then he became sure. like the most important one in infinity war you know like whether regardless of like how you feel about his character arc there like he was one of like the few stars of that movie along with you know thanos iron man and uh gamora i would say in infinity war specifically so yeah it's a weird journey but Thor, peep, Thor is cool now. <laughs> Are we in agreement with that? Thor is exactly <laughs> like, what we want him to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, cool. not exactly what we want. No, yeah, no. <laughs> but in terms of like, hey, he's a cool character that people like. So I remember people were rolling their eyes at the Thor 2 trailers and like, that's not going to happen anymore. Right. Um, yeah, I like, I mean... I love Ragnarok, so I'm excited for the future. What confuses me is that I'm not sure what's going to go on with Guardians 3 or if we will get a Thor 4, because I was under the impression that, like, the main five, were, their arcs were done with and we weren't going to get any more, like, solo movies. But yeah. I would like to see more yeah. because... Oh, Black Widow Thor. coming to a theater near you. Uh, next year, apparently. Fun Thor. Give me some fun Thor. But, yeah, the heh, I was reading the other day that uh, Thor Ragnarok is Quentin Tarantino's favorite MCU movie. <laughs> of course. Yeah, not not really surprising. Uh, I would have thought it was Winter Soldier because like Sam Jackson is a badass in that movie, and there's some, some cool car chases. And Tarantino loves car chases. He made a whole movie that was a car chase. So, <laughs> um, anyway. That's pretty much all I got, uh, Anthony. Any any uh, final words on Thor? I don't know. I mean, there was. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, there was that one scene, um, that I liked with Thor in Endgame that wasn't kind of as a joke. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, everything we kind of talked about on the note. Everyone hit the head, the nail on the head. Uh, I'm hit the head on the nail. See, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of see excited to see where. Thor goes next, and hopefully the two people that have the opportunity to explore Thor a little bit better do a good job, because I trust them. I trust Taika, and I trust James. You trust them so much that you're on a first-name basis with them. Yeah. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> I, I just call Kevin Feige Kev at this point, you know? Like, be tight. It's just um, Kev. Yeah. It's cool. 
Yeah. Kayla, any final words before we uh, wrap up, do our plugs? Um, You kind of had your final word. Know. I was just trying to do in case I wasn't <laughs> seeing anything. <laughs> well, I guess your final word could be, um, Kayla, where can people find you on social media and anything you want to plug? I already kind of yeah. did it, but uh, yeah, anything else I missed. You can, uh, yeah. yeah. So the snap is low-key on a hiatus just because it was made for the MCU recap. However, I think um uh, might be doing a little spider-man far from home spoiler cast so um i would just say to follow the snap mcu on twitter because there might be an update soon um for me personally all my all my regular stuff it's just oa kayla o-a-k-a-y-l-a um no spaces or anything that's just my twitter handle instagram really whatever that's normally where you can find me and i um tweet about my dog and games a lot um so yeah that's me i never considered doing tv recaps for the snap <laughs> you know i thought about it but i there's <laughs> there's a lot of marvel tv that i haven't watched and i feel like that would be really Same. a lot to take on <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i i i, I uh had a runaways recap podcast for for a while uh also on hiatus but that that's pretty t- inhumans <laughs> let's do it no um <laughs> i have plenty of written recap uh me getting mad at inhumans if you want to google that but uh enough about me anthony <laughs> Remind us where we can find you. You can find me on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter as of the past like few weeks. It's been kind of I've been kind of in a weird funk lately. Honestly, get off. It's, it's bad. But uh, if people wanted so, to find your past stuff, you can find me at the you. Pizza Taco on Twitter. The Pizza Taco. Uh, yes. yeah, that's it. I'm I, I've been like re- like I've probably been in like the worst funk I've been in uh since March. Um, so I've just kind of been like, just, yeah, it's been bad. (laughs) Social media breaks are good. They're good. Speaking of social media, you can find me (laughs) at (laughs) Dependerizer on Twitter. Uh, if you, I guess, I I guess we're doing more Instagram stuff. You can find me at the real Chris Compendio on Instagram. Uh, of course, that is my name in case I ever become famous and people try to impersonate me, which is... Uh, Shit. Yeah, totally. And, uh... We announced some things coming up. Uh, well, let me let me do um, our overall social media, because we are on Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, AP Marvel is on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. I don't know why that tricked me up because like that's kind of a new thing we're doing, <laughs> and uh, give to our Patreon. You know, we um, again we we want to pay writers. We haven't really gotten the chance to do so. Uh, we need your support if you want to do cool guest pieces. Uh, a lot of good ideas out there, and I usually mention our medium site, but we're gonna be doing some changes. So stay tuned for that. But you should join our Discord. You should talk to us about all of this good stuff. Um, Tell us about up- Toy Story 4. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, Before Toy we started recording, Anthony made the channel. What is it called? Um, Toy Fory. Toy Fory, <laughs> which is 
No, just call it Toy Story 4 spoilers. You, whatever. I digress. Um, any any Toy chance on a, uh, on a Tony's Film Corner on that, Anthony? Or are you just I don't know. I wish I could, but I am living in hell. <laughs> oh, God. I'm I, so look, sorry. I have... Okay. No, uh, no, 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 it's fine. I, I like it. I, I know this is going to sound like I'm being sarcastic, but I do like it when people laugh at my expense. Uh, it's funny. Wow, I get a okay. joke out of it. Ha ha ha. Uh, what's it? Um, I wish I've been like super busy doing socialist things and uh, spreading the words about the the workers rising up. Uh, oh God. Are you handing out pamphlets in the streets? I literally am handing. You out better pamphlets. be. I am <laughs> handing out pamphlets in the streets. Are you not? Are you not talking about your? You're not talking to your local workers and your. I'm your an armchair activist, so I just dot tweet things. Ah, uh, um, yes, the age of the Twitter. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's and so like I don't know. And do what's making me more depressed is going on like Twitter and Facebook and dealing with things, and I'm just like, none of this matters. Like I'm going out in the world and like I'm interacting with people that are experiencing actual struggles and like like actual material struggles, and I'm trying to help them like get a better life and getting a better system like changing our system to a better one that actually helps people and twitter and facebook are literally doing nothing this is a call to action to all of our listeners literally join an actual organization that actually does things (laughs) like if you're not participating in strikes then if you're not like actually giving a shit about what's going on in the world like do better uh sudan brazil Haiti, Hong Kong, uh, New Zealand all had general strikes and strikes in the past, like, two weeks. And the only person that has been talking about it in my circle of people, other than, like, the people in my organization, has been, like, two people. And that's, like, upsetting. Like, this is, like, real important international solidarity is necessary. So y'all need to step up and start, like... Is this like, your Oscar speech? Yeah, this is my Oscar speech. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm. Look, no, I'm no, just, no, no. I mean, like, someone is, is like, someone stuff. is yelling at me about someone is yelling at me about Kim Kardashian. I'm like, none of this matters. <laughs> like, you, yes, I get it. She's being a fucking capitalist, like obviously, but like, there's there's no reason to be getting hyper mad at just Kim Kardashian. We should be changing the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So, sorry. That was my rant. I need at least one rant a day. <laughs> AP Marvel, I'd like to thank uh, Charles Villanueva for the graphical design and his, all of his help on our video work, and Steve Maltor for the track Jazz Ventures. Uh, upcoming, we have the evolution of Captain America. I believe y'all are recording that without me because I'm going to be at NYC Pride this weekend. Uh, it's going to be so fun. I have thoughts on Captain America, so I might just like leave you a pre-recorded message for you to just add on to the episode and respond to. Jesus Christ. But, um, oh my God. but that will come out on the 4th of July because it's on a Thursday, which is the day of the week this show comes out. And America. America. I mean, America sucks, and but, um, we're also, also going to be having... A off top, we're not off top. We're going to be doing a Patreon only early uh, listen to our Far From Home hot take um, because right, the yeah. movie comes out at the weirdest time of Tuesday. all the movies. Yeah, so yeah, next episode is not <laughs> Far From Home. It will rather be Captain America because Fourth of July. You have to take advantage of that. 
Um, so instead, we're going to have um, that episode come out the following week and have uh, an early access deal on Patreon. So if you throw us a dollar every month, you can uh, hear our Tom Holland hot takes even earlier. Anywho, that's all we got for episode 56. Um, what's, a, what's a good Thor quote to end on? Um, oh, God. Well, looks so tiny. <laughs> yes, we're gonna just like chest thump and like say, "Hey, we at the show are better than no." Um, Thor quote, Thor quote, Thor quote. Uh, I'm just thinking, Google him, like, yelling. <laughs> Where is my horse? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the actor who uh, played the pet shop owner recently passed away. Oh, that's sad. Um, yeah, I need a horse. Um, so I guess rest in peace to that that beautiful man. You should know that when you betray me, I will kill you. Thor The Dark World, 2013. <laughs> I was not going to say, I don't remember him saying that. <laughs> oh, that was like all of his buddies saying that to, to Loki. Remember every single character told Loki they would kill him? <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Great job, Alan Taylor. Okay, wrapping this up. <laughs> Bye. But yeah, we're wrapping it up. Bye. Bye. Kayla, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And I love Thor. Your takes are good. Good takes. I good. like it when people say, I have good takes. Better than having bad ones, but even if they were bad, I would still say they were good takes. Oh my god! I do the same